from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. A lot going on this Friday. The the final, the finale of the preseason for the Carolina Hurricanes. We're obviously a football Friday going into all of the football over the weekend. Tez Walker is back like he never left for the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina Tar Heels. I'm getting my Carolinas confused. It's a Friday. A lot of Carolinas. Hurricanes, Panthers, Tar Heels, but not South Carolina. Just because Dennis Cox is not here. You're stepping into the the, the Dennis Cox role well. That's Graham Hill. He'll be producing the show today. Dennis got a jump start on the weekend. And uh, so much optimism moving forward. Receivers are back. Uh, Everyone's ready to play. The Hurricanes are about to open the season as one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup. It is completely okay to be disappointed if you're a Panthers fan and you had to watch DJ Moore last night. All all this optimism, you have a, you have a weekend ahead of you. You got the bummer out of the way on Thursday. It is completely to be okay to be disappointed in the trade up to go get Bryce Young without panicking and bailing on Bryce Young. You can have those two separate conversations. DJ Moore last night, if you watched the Thursday night football game, and normally it's like if you watched the entire – if you watched any part of the Thursday night football game, there's a good chance you saw a touchdown by DJ Moore. If you tuned in early, fell asleep, you saw a touchdown. You might have seen two. You were busy. You got to the game late. Well, you saw a 56-yard touchdown. You just tuned in in the middle. Well, you saw a couple big plays and a touchdown. He had three of them. He had 230-some-odd yards. DJ Moore looked exactly like the player that the Panthers were interested and are interested in trading for right now. And they traded him away a couple weeks or months ago. Felt like weeks. Here's Justin Fields, the, the, the Bears quarterback, on his thoughts on DJ Moore's performance. Just thankful for him, to be honest. He makes my job way easier. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he showed up tonight. Eight catches for 230. Like, that's, that's a crazy stat right there. So, um, he, he definitely did a stand tonight for sure. You want to know a crazier stat? What's that? He had eight catches for 230 yards and three touchdowns. Do you know how many catches, yards, and touchdowns every other wide receiver on the Bears had? Combined? <sighs> zero, zero, and zero. Wow. Not a Definitely single, not as much. Not a single catch by any other. That's a number one right there. That is a number one. And and after trading away DJ Moore in the offseason, the Panthers are now saying, we would like to, we would like to hit the market to trade for a number one wide receiver. But let's take that that trade a little bit further. Jalen Carter was taken with the ninth pick, which the Panthers included in the trade to move up and get Bryce Young. It was DJ Moore, the ninth pick, and more, which we'll get to. That ninth pick turned into Jalen Carter. He has a 23.2% pass rush win rate. That ranks only behind Aaron Donald amongst interior defensive linemen. To put it into even more perspective, according to PFF, it also ranks in the top 10 among all pass rushers, even the edge rushers, which means the Watt, the Bosa's, uh, the the Miles Garrett, the Brian Burns. Jalen Carter's top 10 amongst all pass rushers in pass rush win rate. So DJ Moore looks like exactly what you're looking for. Looks like a number one wide receiver. Jalen Carter looks like a dominant defensive line. You indirectly included him in the trade. And as of right now, as of this moment, after the Bears won last night, the first round pick that you sent in the Bryce Young deal coming up next year or this upcoming draft, this most close draft into the future, 
It's the number one overall pick. So let's call it Caleb Williams. If the trade ends up being DJ Moore, a number one, Jalen Carter, a stud, Caleb Williams, and two additional second-round picks for Bryce Young, it is completely fair to be disappointed. It is completely fair. It's not a knock on Bryce. It's not a, oh, he's never going to turn into anything. It's simply saying, that sounds like a lot. I'm not sure I would go back and do that again. If that's it, fine. And by the way, even if you win a couple games and that goes from like the number one pick to the number three pick, does it sound any better to say DJ Moore, Jalen Carter, Marvin Harrison Jr., and two additional second-round picks? That still hurts. Replace Marvin Harrison Jr. with Drake May. That still hurts. But that doesn't mean I think Bryce Young is never going to work out. It doesn't mean I think it was the worst decision in the world to draft Bryce Young. Because the fact of the matter is this. If Bryce Young is a franchise quarterback and he's your guy for the next 15, 17 years, you can't overpay. There's there's 0% chance you can overpay for a guy that ends up being your franchise quarterback for 15 years. You make that trade every time if he is a franchise quarterback for the next 15 years. If Bryce Young is a bust, it would have been a terrible trade if Jalen Carter ends up being a nobody. And it, it doesn't have to be Caleb Williams. It could be a year where Eric Fisher is the number one overall pick. And DJ Moore didn't have to ball out last night for it to be a terrible trade if you made all of that available for a number one overall and it ends up being Bryce Young. So you don't believe the Carolina Panthers tried to capture lightning in a bottle this year with everything that they did in the offseason. You, you still think there's some benefits to it? I think, I think they overestimated Bryce Young. I think they – and what I mean by that is and, – and you can go back and find the audio. Uh, um, the owner, David Tepper, was talking about it in the offseason. I'm not saying go actually find it. Oh, I'm saying okay. the the listeners <laughs> – Graham started <laughs> searching through I our, was ready, our audio files. I'm, I'm fired saying, up. Uh, the listeners can go find it. It's a very quick clip of Tepper this offseason saying, we don't need to spend as much on, on – receivers and playmakers because he's going to distribute the ball to everyone because that's what he does. He's Bryce Young, and we can take the money we're going to save there and spend it on defense. Turns out Bryce Young's not ready to do that yet. That's the overestimate. That That's where you got ahead of yourself. Because like, And I've said this before. The way you handle a young quarterback is when they're on their rookie deal, you give them all the weapons. And then as they, they start getting closer and closer to where they're going to be taking up a big percentage of the, the salary cap – you start peeling those weapons away. And think of it like how the Chiefs have done it with Patrick Mahomes. Early in his career, he had Tyreek Hill. He had Travis Kelsey. He had all of these pieces. Then you take away Travis Kelsey. But, or, or Sorry, you take away Tyreek Hill. But you had Juju. Yeah. Then you take away Juju. Now he's out there with Kelsey, still stud, but also Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice, Seventh-round pick, Isaiah Pacheco. But by that point, Mahomes is ready to carry the load. They acted like Bryce Young was going to be ready to carry that load from the moment he stepped onto the, the field, and he wasn't. That's not to say he won't ever become a franchise quarterback. And if he becomes a franchise quarterback, the, the trade will be, meh. It'll be like, ah, I wish we didn't have to give up so much, but hey, we got Bryce. And if he ends up being a bummer, that trade's going to really, really sting. Like, really, really sting. And it's okay to feel the sting, right? I, I see 
oh my gosh, if you think they would go back and send Derek Brown instead of this guy, or or oh, the, the, how can you say they should have kept DJ Moore? Listen, 2020 hindsight, they should have kept DJ Moore. 2020 hindsight, they probably shouldn't have made the trade. But that's not to say that the trade is insalvageable. It just hasn't hit yet. Yeah, can I just go full PSA for a second for our listeners out there? If you or Carolina, wait, wait, we have a public service announcement public from Graham Hill. If you or a Carolina Panthers loved one is suffering from the success of DJ Moore <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey, you may be entitled to con- financial compensation this season. And C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Stroud. And Anthony Richardson. And you, you could have had, what, Justin Fields. Instead, you went with J.C. Horn, was it? If you're just a Carolina Panthers fan in general, you might be entitled for financial compensation. And you could have had point. Sam Howell a few times over. Well, after last night. You th- I thought Sam Howell played well last night. You know what? Yeah, Sam Howell tried his best. He can't help that he was sacked 26 times. <laughs> he took five more sacks last night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Sam Howell, over the last two weeks, he had that horrendous four-interception game. The two games since then, he has proven and keeps proving he has the mindset to be a starting quarterback, something Carolina fans have probably assumed for a while. Uh, but he's proving it. And do you know what I love? And this is where Eric Bieniemy, as their offensive coordinator, is doing everything right. And I'm looking at the Panthers saying, take notes and do this for Bryce Young. He's not only taken off the training wheels, he like took off the training wheels off the bicycle. He put the training wheels in the trash. He added like jet boosters to the to the the bike, turned it into a motorcycle, took away Sam Howell's helmet and said, Go learn for yourself. I don't advocate not wearing helmets, but go ahead, learn for yourself. Washington last night, according to Pro Football Focus, called fifty five consecutive pass plays without a run. And honestly, the way the game started off, especially when the Bears built that early first half lead, I thought that the play calling from the commanders almost slipped up and called them by the other name. <laughs> Still getting used to it. I-, I thought it was very conservative, so I was very glad to see them start to get aggressive, especially on that opening drive in the second half, which led to their first touchdown of the game. 55 consecutive pass plays without a, a designed run call. From early in the second quarter, until the end of the game, the longest streak in the pro football focus era. 55 consecutive passes. That is the ultimate, we're not protecting you, Sam. Yeah. That is the ultimate, we're not going to try to get you a second and medium. You're, it's, first in, it's first and ten, and if you're going to have a second down, it's going to be based on your arm. And, and 
as a quarterback, you dream of that. Right? You dream there, of 51 pass attempts. There's there's a weird moment when, like, as a quarterback, you get down, like, 10 or 14 where you have to be upset and mad because you, you don't want to be behind, but you're also kind of jacked because you're like, oh, yeah. We have no choice. Yeah. Coach, fire it up. And normally that just means we're going to pass a lot. Not we're going to pass every single down for 55 consecutive plays. They were down 17-3 to early in the second quarter. And I actually thought their run game was surprisingly bad early on. I did too. They they uh, Third and short, they got stuffed, and it wasn't even like to bring the chains out. It was third and six inches, and they got lit up in the backfield on a reverse inside handoff. Uh, Brian Robinson had nowhere to run, and when he did get a little bit of space – Looked like he didn't know what to do with it. it. It was very rough in the early going. So they said, hey, we have a quarterback that we like. We have wide receivers that we like. And we need to put the pedal to the floor to get back into this. It doesn't look like anyone's going to cover DJ Moore anytime soon. So if we're going to keep up with that, we got to score points. Let's cut him loose. And even the timing of that is exciting because he had just thrown an interception at the end of the first quarter. And it wasn't necessarily a good one. It was a great play by Greg Stroman, who's, I mean, he hasn't, he played at Virginia Tech, so I'm aware of him a little bit from a previous job. I covered him. But uh, he hasn't really had an NFL career. He's been hurt his entire NFL career. And and he is the guy that should wear a target, right? When when he is on the field as a injury replacement with almost no NFL experience, Sam Howell was right to attack him. The problem was he made the play through an interception. and And guess what the commanders did? They said, oh, did you just throw an interception? Okay, well, instead of shrinking the playbook, instead of uh, running the ball more, instead of making it more difficult for you to make a mistake, well, pretty much immediately after you throw that interception, we're going to throw the ball 55 consecutive snaps. It's like Eric Bieniemy, you know the Denny's menu they have with all the play sheets on there? Yeah. It's like he he cut half of it off and didn't realize they just cut all the running plays off, and he just forgot about them and was just like, oh, sorry, I was only ordering off. I needed to flip it over to the other side, get the Grand Slam special. Well, see, I made a joke to my roommates as we were watching the game, and the commanders went three and out in their opening or their first two opening first drives. First two series, yep. I said, Bianami, you have all those different plays on that <laughs> Waffle House-looking menu, and you can only just call it run up the middle well, he, where Robinson gets stuffed? They say the problem was he had four run plays and 900 pass plays, yeah. and eventually he just went to the pass plays. Um and you know what? Like, on top of all of that, I love what it does for him mentally. It says, hey, we believe in you. You made a mistake, fine. We still believe in you. Uh, it also says if you make a mistake, you better figure it out. We're not going to do it for you. Right? This is the the pitcher on the mound that's walked two batters who's looking to the dugout, expecting the pitching coach to come out and give him a talking to, and the manager goes, no, figure it out. We're not going to go out there and talk you out of it. F- throw strikes. Like, that's what they did, right? You made a mistake, stay out there, figure it out. And he looked good for the most part once they cut him loose. One, like The fact that he threw 55 consecutive – or he didn't throw 55 consecutive pass plays. They called 55 consecutive pass plays, did take sacks, did tuck it and run a few times. Uh, but the fact that they did that and I didn't notice means that each pass wasn't an adventure, right? Some of them were just catch, release, completion. He went 37 for 51, 388 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And the interception came before that streak. That's a good day. They cut him loose, and he backed him up. 
Now, did they come back to win the game? No. Did they close it from 17-3? to It was closer than 14 at times. Basically stayed even from, from that point on, ended up losing by 20. But, like I said, when the other team scores 40, I'm not sure you blame the quarterback for that one. You blame the defense for that one. Right when when one receiver has 230 yards like DJ Moore had and no other receivers catch a pass, I think maybe you look at the defense and say maybe you double team that guy, maybe maybe you maybe you give him a safety over the top. I don't call me crazy, but Sam Howell was out there. I really like what we've seen from Sam Howell the last two games, and 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 it shows that he has the proper amount of of quarterback amnesia, right? The proper amount of Wow, I made a I had a horrendous game or I made a bad play. Let me get on the little tablet on the sideline. Let me look at it. Let me learn from it. Right? Let me smack my hand on the bench in anger and let me move on and play better. He had a four interception game. The next week he took Philly basically through sheer grit and determination to overtime. Then he comes into this game, throws an interception early. They're down by a bunch. Justin Fields is cooking, and all he does is settle down and play well from that point forward. That's the right amount of quarterback amnesia. You learn from your mistakes and you move forward. Now, the the physical abilities and the decision-making and all the other things that will decide his career, they're still up for grabs. Right, The guy's played, what, four or five games. I'm, I'm not sitting here anointing him the next Tom Brady. But what I am saying, sometimes the hardest thing to evaluate is how are they going to react when they deal with a tremendous amount of adversity? How are they going to react when, because everybody does in the NFL, when they struggle? You know, I, I said it uh, uh, last time we talked about the four-interception season. Uh, Tom Brady had an in, uh, a four-interception game in like 2001, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, 2011. He had four-interception games in all of those seasons. Yet he still has a wonderful touchdown-to-interception ratio and a whole bunch of uh, Super Bowl rings. Everybody is going to struggle in the NFL at some point in time. It's how you bounce back. It's how do you deal with that. It's how do you learn from it and not let it ruin you. And Sam Howell's shown that. Did they win the game? No. But we already talked about DJ Moore and Justin Fields. We talked about the winners. Now we're talking about the losers, but specifically their quarterback. And Carolina fans, you can you can be very happy. He's he's solid. Again, I'll say this the I say this every time we talk about Sam Howell, I feel like we have to. His challenge now is making sure Washington doesn't have a draft pick so high that they have no choice but to take a quarterback. Yeah. You don't want to be you don't want to become Jacoby Brissett next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't you don't want to be I played well, but they can't pass on Drake May, right? Yeah. Which would be ironic. A little UNC UNC uh, crime there. Or, I didn't even uh, think about that. Uh, like I, I played well, but they really love whoever the quarterback three is in this draft. Quinn Ewers, Joe Milton, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., take your pick. We can't pass on them, right? You want to be picking like 10th or later because then it's like, yeah, you know what? No, we'll, we'll we'll see what he can do with, with a little bit more. We'll get an offensive lineman, see what he can do with a little bit more help. That's where you want to be. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. 
and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.